uh, Gretchen's birthday is December 13th. And so on her birthday, I made her a promise. I made the Lord a promise uh, that by her birthday one year from then, that I would be back down to 225 or under. One of the biggest keys for me and surprises, number one, I never got hungry. Number two, it was amazing how fast the weight started falling off, you know, just by eating. And I, and I was never hungry. I ate like a lot of food, a lot. <laughs> um, but it was just food I typically don't eat uh, or didn't then and do now. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today I have my good friend, Nick Lutz. Nick has lost 31 pounds on our six-week challenge. Today he shares his fitness journey. You're going to love hearing his heart, and you will be inspired. Enjoy. My name is Nick Lutz. I am uh, 44 years old, and uh, I have a wife, Gretchen, and uh, two children, Haley and Hayden. My wife, Gretchen, is also my age. She's 44. Uh, Our daughter is uh, 17, and our son is 14. Um, I am an insurance agent here in town. Uh, Both of our kids are uh, obviously high school students. Uh, My wife is is a wonderful wife and mom and, uh, and homemaker. And uh, we're just pleased and blessed to be here in the Bryan College Station area. I have been a uh, member of, I actually met Charlie Lima on uh, a Christian retreat called A Walk to Emmaus uh, back in 2012. Is In the spring of 2012 is where I met Charlie. I met him on that, uh, met him on the Walk to Emmaus and he came out there. He was this real fit young trainer, and I was extremely <laughs> overweight at about 280 pounds at the time. And through the course of that awesome weekend and uh, and exploring uh, the Lord together, uh, when it was all over, he said, "Hey, man, if you ever want to work out or get in shape or whatever, give me a call." And anyway, it took about a year. And uh, so then, in 2013, I reached out to Charlie. And I uh, have been a member of uh, Boom Fit, College Station CrossFit, Brian CrossFit. And, I, and I'll add to that because yeah. it, it wasn't just reached out. It was <laughs> hunted me down. And this was right, right around Christmas. You was know? it? Yeah. So it was 2012. Yeah. 2012 Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So we did the the walk in April or that spring. Yeah, the spring of 2012. And then, you know, you, you just really pursued me. <laughs> it felt yeah. like, you know, you called... Uh, you really were like, I got, I want to meet, and then it was so awesome because when we finally got to meet, you kind of told me, man, Charlie, my life is going great. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this conversation. You said everything's going wonderful. My marriage's going great. You know, my business is going great. Yeah. My uh, walk with the Lord's going great. But my health is completely falling apart. You know, it's not where it needs to be. And I don't, you know, that weighing, I don't know what you weigh, were weighing. Do you remember what? 278 pounds. Okay. At that time. Yeah. Almost 280. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Nick. You're um, welcome. I'm, Glad to be I, here. I'm looking forward to this conversation just because I look forward to every conversation with you, but oh, just yeah. because other people will get to even know you a little bit better in mm-hmm. your heart, but um, also your story, because I think you have a great story to share. So give me a little bit of context. Um, your, uh, you know, how were you, how did you grow up with, you know, your relationship with food, mm-hmm. exercise, you know, like what was 
the young Nick looks like in, in high school or junior high. Yeah. So um, how I got to basically my background with food, nutrition, uh, etc. cetera, uh, in general was uh, I was always an athlete. You know, I, I played uh, all sports as a kid and a youngster in grade school and junior high. And then in high school, it became more specialized. And uh, I played a high school sport and then I played um, – I played golf. I was a golfer, and so played golf in high school. We did very well, uh, so well that I got a scholarship to play golf in college. And then after that, I was a golf professional uh, for about three years. And um, so at the end of the day, I had always been around athletics, working out. Matter of fact, when I was at Sam, uh, crazy or believe it or not, but you know the golf team worked out with the football team. We did. We lifted weights. We ran. We. We did all the same type things. Of course, we were the golfers, but um, at any rate, uh, so I've always been around sports. I, I basically played every sport up until my last couple years of high school and specialized in golf and then in college and, and trained and whatnot. And so uh, was always, you know, fairly never ate well, but I had, I guess, maybe a high metabolism. I don't know, just being an athlete, I was always moving, I was always working. And it sounds, you know, a lot of people think, oh, golf, yeah, whatever. And that sounds like really physically strenuous. But the reality of it is, is uh, in college, in high school, and then in college, and then even after, but particularly in college, um, the first day of uh, all of our collegiate tournaments, you have to walk and carry your own bag you don't have caddies and so you had to walk and carry your own bag for 36 holes in one day so we would literally walk 36 holes of golf so you do that day in day out every day for six or seven days a week and so there's you know enough exercise to keep weight off of you um but that's kind of my background and then uh what were you weighing in college oh 180 pounds Oh, wow. 185, you know, I mean, I was, I, I really didn't reach 200 pounds until, uh, and actually, I probably never weighed 200 pounds until after golf, like when I got out of the golf industry, when I left the golf business as a professional and went into the professional world, I, or, you know, other than the golfing world is when I would say that my, my health and my lifestyle and eating habits took a severe <laughs> so yeah nosedive yeah. was it just eating out more was it less activity all, yeah combination so, of it all of that so it, it ties into what you said in the very beginning of how i found you right mm-hmm. i hunted you down basically yeah. like a bird dog you know just gotta yeah. find charlie lee yeah. okay so when i got out of the golf business i went into sales and so that's naturally my personality right you got to chase it down get it win it you know sell mm-hmm. it get it on the books, whatever. So being in sales, I really learned how to, and I was always driven just from athletics and sports. And so I was very good at tracking people down. And so the short version is I went into the construction industry, but I went into sales in the construction industry. And um, these guys gave me a company vehicle and a company credit card and said, go take all these guys to lunch, take them to dinner, take them breakfast, take them donuts in the field. Do whatever you got to do to sell this product, you know, not, yeah. not what it, but you yeah. know what I mean? Just, and, uh, so I did that with, with the same intensity that I'd done everything else in my life and wanted to be, um, I'm very competitive. And so, uh, man, you start taking people, uh, you know, two dozen donuts every morning, right? We had hundreds of customers. 
So every single morning, I'm delivering donuts. Every single day, I'm taking another client to lunch. Every single night, I'm taking another client to dinner. So you have to remember also, this was pre-kid, pre-dad you know, pre duty type stuff. And so, I mean, literally from daylight to dark, my job was to, in essence, sell the product that we were selling. But at the same time, my, my method to that was feed people did you monitor weight like were you ever weighing on the mm. scale or did you just gradually know you were getting never monitored it never really continued to play golf for fun and corporate events and outings and stuff and just never really i mean you know i i can distinctly remember when my waist size was 28 to 30 and then i just i i don't really remember ever tracking it i just remember um i, I distinctly remember going to 32s and then to 34s, and then to 36s. And then I, I remember like when I got to 38, I was like, oh my gosh, <clears throat> I wear a size 38 waist, you know? And then I even more so remember, I was like, well, I'm never gonna wear 40s. You know, I'm never gonna wear a size 40 pant. I'm just, I can't do that. I'm not, I mean, how do you, you know, how, that that's not possible. And then, <clears throat> then I remember saying, well, these 40s fit good, but I'm never gonna wear 42s. I mean, I, I like distinctly remember each one of these. And then I also remember going, well, no matter what happens, I will never, ever, ever wear 44s. And that's the, that's the high, when I got it, in it, and I don't, I'd have to look back and think back in detail the timeline, but it might have been, because I could wear 42s, but 44s, they were tight. 44s just felt better. They were more comfortable. And that might have been around the time that I reached out. Because if you start talking about two decades, you know, of that, like even, mm -hmm. so even transition from construction, right? I did that for 14 years. The last 10 years basically have been, uh, or 12 years, the last 10 going on 11 now have been in insurance. Well, so in insurance, <clears throat> we do all types of insurance, but what I sell, what I do for a living is we sell insurance to contractors. And uh, so... Uh, those same, you know, it's the same customers I sold products to for mm -hmm. years and years, all fantastic people. But it was, so this, the, the summary statement in that is it's always been sales and it's always been centered around, let's have a lunch date. Let yeah. me bring you and donuts. I, and I Let me take you, you know, a lot I mean? of people even who are listening could probably relate to that. You know? I mean, restaurants are full every day in Brian Call Station and 100%. most of them are business lunches, you know, and that's, that's a lot of people understand that life, you know? So at, was when you reached out to me the first time you'd ever kind of wanted or, or tried to help to work on this? Yes, since college. Okay, since and, college. And really, in college, you didn't really have a need to really. I work. didn't have an option. We had it was part of the. Yeah, program. so really, I mean, so you're that would have been, I guess, uh, 2012. How old are you? You're 44 now. 44 so now. What probably is it, about 10? 36, 37 yep. years old. Yeah. Okay, sure. 278 pounds. Yeah. And why don't you describe? Because I remember <laughs> that first workout. <laughs> And uh, why don't you give me your uh, your explanation of how that first let's just say that first few weeks went? Yeah. So I uh, I didn't eat a lot of breakfast when I did. I would you know it was taking donuts or whatever you know delivering stuff, and so it just kind of all centered around food. And um, but I for whatever reason I got into a habit of not eating breakfast. 
And so we, I came and saw you. We set up this workout. We were going to do the personal training thing just because I was so out of shape. Like I couldn't even think about running around the building, you know? And, uh, and so, I mean that like literally around that building would have been, I hadn't run that far since 20 years prior. And so you're like, we're going to take it easy. It'll just be me and you do this, but you know, you don't eat breakfast. Do me a favor, eat breakfast before you come. You've got to start eating something for breakfast. And I was like, okay, no problem. I get it. I'll eat breakfast. Literally, I was on the way to the gym and I was like, oh my God, my first workout with Charlie, whenever that was, sometime around Christmas 2012, early 2013. And I was like, I got... I didn't eat. And so I literally drove through Chick-fil-A on in my workout clothes <laughs> on my way to you. <laughs> I hit the drive-thru. No, seriously. I, I hit I hit the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. I got four chicken minis, hash browns, and a Sprite. And so by the time I started eating it when I came out of the drive-thru, and by the time I got to you at the gym, I had finished the food. I'd scarfed down the four chicken minis and the hash browns and... When I was walking up, I had the Chick-fil-A. The Sprite hadn't finished it yet. I had it in my hand. And I walk up and you're like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just got done eating breakfast. And, he's, and you, you said, what'd you get? And I was like, you said eat breakfast. I just went to Chick-fil-A. I got four chicken minis, a large hash brown, and this is the rest of my Sprite that I'm trying to drink before we work out. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that, that. That's a true story. No, and that, you know, I think that... And that, I thought I was doing good. Yeah, exactly, man. And I love that story because it gives... I think a lot of people can relate, right? Yeah. Like you were just doing what you were told to do. That's right. And a lot of times I think we... We, even as a trainer, kind of forget, you know, that yeah. when you're in that state, right? When you're in this state, and a lot of people live in this state of just your default setting is, okay, what is for breakfast? Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. donuts, you know, yeah. it's like, and so. Oh, um, it was very normal. And yeah. matter of fact, like, this is going to sound, this may sound like super crazy, but you have to understand where, and, and, and I want to get into a separate thing on that, but. I, I, I want to say this first. I literally thought that I was doing good. Like, I actually went to Chick-fil-A, right? I didn't go to McDonald's or, or Taco Bell or Jack in the Box, right? Like, Chick-fil-A is the healthy choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And I was like, well, I'm doing, I mean, number one, it's healthy. Number two, you know, I'm supporting the Lord. It's a Christian organization. I'm like, I got my, I mean, what? Do you, what's the problem, dude? I'm here with breakfast. <laughs> I supported Jesus. I did what you told me. And what do you mean I did it wrong? Oh, you know, yeah. but that leads me into one other thing. And and I, I can't stress how important this is and, and just how truly awesome it is. It's the reason that I reached out to you. I, I sensed it when I met you. And it's the reason that I come to this gym. And it's the reason that I continue to come here. And I have told you this till I'm blue in the face. And now I'm going to say it where everybody else can hear it on behalf of you is that you know, I could go to any gym in this town. We could, anybody, I could go to Planet Fitness, I could go to Gold's, I could go to, just name them. I mean, there's hundreds, CrossFit, non-CrossFit, AeroFit, Swimming Pool, whatever. But I come here because of of how y'all run your business and how you treat your customers. So like, you know, I walked up that day with, with Chick-fil-A and Chicken Minis and I thought I had done pretty good, you know? 
and uh, and you didn't make me feel stupid. You didn't make me feel dumb. You didn't make me feel. I mean, we laughed about mm. it, but you were genuine with your. You know, you you were like, man, this guy doesn't even have a clue. But you didn't treat it that way. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, we can help. We can start. Okay, listen. And so, and you took it in the step that, okay, tomorrow I want you to get some breakfast. Mm. Okay, but here's a kind of a guideline. You know, you you helped me. In other words, you didn't poke fun. You didn't, you didn't, um, you know, set aside. You, it, the, the reason that I come here is because it reminds me a lot of like church, okay? So church's doors are open to all people, right? All walks of life. So you come broken, you come well, you come healed, you come sick, you come fallen, you just come. And, uh, and that's why I come here because there's so many people out there like me who come broken in in a in a health sense right mm-hmm. like and and there's so many different factors that factor into that but they come broken and whether they know it or not you know you you're welcoming to people like i've always loved the fact that you know i walked in here 278 pounds and so you took that right and you turned it along with the lord and yourself and me and prayer and everything else but the short version is we took that to 212. I don't, I don't know if you remember that, but I we, do. we took from 278 and we went to 212. Okay. And it's kind of like our walk with the Lord. Okay. Each one of us is, it's like what we learned on the walk to Emmaus. It's, it's like our journey. Okay. We never arrive, right? The only time we arrive is when we meet our Lord and savior, right? That that's the only time you arrive until then life is a journey. And there's twists and there's turns and there's snares and there's potholes and there's mountaintops and there's valleys and there's peaks and there's problems and there's happiness and there's joy and there's sadness and there's all these things. And, and so I compare that to, you know, like my journey in fitness, that that's one of my things for me because start 278, come here, you're welcoming with open arms, you're graceful. We go to 211, right? So then what happens? The journey, right? Life happens. Before you know it, I find myself back at Chick-fil-A, you know, I, I mean, not because I was like, you know what, Th- this is BS. I don't want to do this. I want to be unhealthy again, you know? So I go from 211. Remember, I ran a couple half marathons yeah. with Gretchen. We, mm-hmm. we did some some runs. We did the, I did a Tough mutter, and I went all the way across the bars all by myself and didn't drop in the water. I did all that stuff, right? I conquered it. But you never, I never arrived. So then I go from 211 right? Never left the gym, never canceled my membership, never just, just drifted, right? Just like we can do in our spiritual walk. So I just drifted. And then all of a sudden, one day I wake up, blink my eyes. And like, literally, I, you know, it, it from 212, 211 was the lowest ever when we were working together in 212. I literally woke up one morning, and I was like, I better get on the scale and see what I weigh. It was two ninety five. So let me let's let me pause and interrupt. There's so much awesome stuff you just said, and oh yeah, and I agree Sorry. with all of it. So <laughs> I love it. Thank you for sharing that, Nick. The two seventy eight to two eleven or two twelve. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a significant amount of weight. That's right. So you know, before we kind of 
talk about it coming going back up and yeah. what recently you did which is yeah get it back, back down yeah. and tell me how you know we were doing personal training there was a yeah. lot of you know nutrition adjustments but but if you can summarize like because I think that's where a lot of people want an answer, right? There's people that are yeah. 278 pounds or, or more or less, and they, yeah. and they just, you know, in their mind, their biggest limiting factor is they don't know how, right? Like that is the reason yeah. that they don't feel they can do it is they just don't know how. So if you can, in, in your best words, summarize how you did that. How'd you go from 278 to 211 pounds? Well, so... So the, the, the best way for me to explain that is it, it's kind of the same conversation we just had a week or so ago or a few days ago, but you have to, for me, I, I can only answer this for me, because if you would have told me at 278, man, hey, in however many, nine months, a year, whatever it was, six months, you know, you're going to be 211, 212. I'd have been like, there's no way I can't do it. You know, I mean... Dude, I just brought chicken minis to the workout. This, this isn't, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, but how I do it and how I did it, and, and it's just kind of a philosophy I have is, is I had to commit to the Lord that I was going to make that commitment, right, and do it. And for me, it was committing to you, right? Like committing to you financially. They say, there's a saying, you know, if you follow a man's checkbook, you're following his heart, okay? So I run that pulse meter, right? Like if am I tithing, you know, that you tie it to a lot of things. But for example, let's tie it into working out. It, it actually ties into what I said a second ago. Are you the cheapest gym in town? Nope. Why do I pay to come here? I pay because if you follow my checkbook, you follow my heart. And so if you look at my checkbook, it tells you that my heart is dedicated to trying to want to lose weight, right? I want to get there. But here's the deal. I can't do that. Nick Lutz cannot do that. I just can't. I can't do it without Charlie Lima or Chris or, or Kyle or Gus. Gus, I can't do it by myself. I'm not capable of that, okay? So for me, the whole entire key for me is admitting that, right? Mm. I'm a guy, like everybody else, I'm competitive, prideful. I have, I have to admit to myself, because how easy would it be for me to say, you know what, I'm not paying Charlie or Boom Fit or College Station. I mean, I can do sit-ups at my house. I can do push-ups at my house. I can run around my block. I can go out here and run. I can go to the rec and play basketball. I can exercise. Why do I need to pay money to do all this? This is free. Matter of fact, I've done that before. I've fallen into that trap. That's one of the reasons. I was like, you know what? I, I, well, I don't need a trainer. Reality. Yes, I do. I'm not disciplined enough in that area of my life to be a professional enough at it in this world, in this culture where food and entertainment and right now rules everything, I'm not disciplined enough to do it without you. So I have to commit to you to help me, right? And coming in here and spending my money, right? My, my hard-earned money. I give that to you because I'm literally begging for your help. Man, that's a great answer. And I think, you know, you... You nailed it so many times, you know, and this applies to a lot of things, but that's just admitting that we need help, you know? I have to. And admitting that and being being honest, and that 
is amazing what you were able to do and get down to, you know, 200. I mean, that's, you lost a lot of weight, man. And you were, like you said, you did Tough Mudders, you did a couple half marathons. And it cost me money. You're not cheap. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, that's important to say. Like, in other words, but but look what it got. Look at the results. You know, being a follower of the Lord isn't easy either. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy to be a Christian in today's times. It's not easy to be disciplined. So fitness is the same too. You know, I, I use that relevancy because it's hard when you are in the, in the industry of sales and, and taking care of customers and, and, and doing those type things and every street corner and everywhere you go is fast food restaurants, TV commercials, food this, food that, Super Bowl, you know, this and that and the other. And it's hard. You know, and, and I'm glad you said that too, because I also think there's an, an, another point to that is it's also not as easy as just writing a check. Because no. if it were just as easy as writing a check, a lot of people would yeah. be seeing those results too. True. Because, True. you know, matching that, you know, what, what I would call humility mm-hmm. with commitment is huge, you know. Yeah. And that's, I tell people all the time, the clients who get the best results are the ones who just say, tell me exactly what I need to do. You're the expert. I'm the student. You know, I want to learn. That's right. And I will follow the plan that you have. And, you know, and that's that's humility with commitment, you know. That's right. And so that was pretty much a, you know, we'll call it a year, right, from basically the the year of 2013. Yeah, Yeah. So you guys, you know, and I remember, you know, you guys always come in as a family, like even your kiddos came. We did a coach's retreat uh, at your dad's uh, beach house or or on the coast. And, I mean, you guys have been a big part of the gym even the whole time you've been here. And I remember you you were gaining weight. You know, you were kind of slowly, steadily increasing in weight. And, you know, you just mentioned you got up to 295 pounds. And this was over the course of... It took forever, yeah. But but I want to say there was a little bit of up and down in that, right? Like Mm -hmm. there was times that you were like, all right, we're going to, you know, I remember you and Gretchen saying, okay, even when Gretchen came over and started working out, like we're going to do this, we're going to... And so describe to me again in a, you know, in a summary what that season of... Mm -hmm. 211 back up to 295 has been. Yeah, yeah. And one last thing, too, uh, before I go from 211 to 295, <laughs> is, you know, what you said is earlier, you mentioned about, you know, you're the professional, you do this, and, and that's right, right? Come in, and that's what I do. I come in, I say, Charlie, give me my marching orders, you know, and I go do this. And I think that, that there's a lot of wisdom in that, right? Number one, for you knowing what to tell me because this is your business and how I explain that to people is, and it's perfect actually in our exact scenario. So swap chairs for a second, right? I also do the insurance for the gym, right? Exactly. For College Station Crop, but yep. I do all y'all's yep. insurance. Because I do, we do mainly commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, not one time have you told me how to do your insurance. Yeah, in the BCS Classic, you know, right. I tell you, hey, I do this the is what insurance. we're doing. That's and correct. You and tell so, me, and I'm like, okay. That, no, no, but you get, you see, yeah. like, we all have our gifts. We all have our talents. We all have our professions and our things that we're good at. And so I just think that that's so important to realize that. And, and again, going back to, I, I cannot say this enough, that the most special thing here, and this is a part, this will start the journey of back to 295, 
is how you guys are so welcoming to all walks of life and all sizes of people, literally from 400 pounds to uh, 92 pounds, you know, and, and how those doors are open and how you make everybody. So I start this journey and kind of still very involved in the gym, right? Uh, you, you can tie it to a spiritual journey. I'm still going to church, you know, I'm still coming to the gym. I'm still going, I'm still doing these things, but slowly, you know, I start eating more or, you know, I start sneaking a snack at night or whatever. And then I was like, wait a minute, you know, now I'm back up to 240. I, re I remembered that marker. I was like, oh dang, I'm back to 240. So I was like, okay, time to reprogram, you know? And so I ran a half marathon, did pretty good, 238, 240. I, I ran 13 miles and I was still, you know, light enough to move that far and, and get it done. And then got Gretchen involved, you know, I was like, well, maybe if I get her over here because I'm, I don't, all of our time is precious, right? Charlie's time is precious. Nick's time. We, we all have a limited amount of time on this earth. I have a family. I have two children. I have a wife. I have a job. I have a business. I have all these different things. And so at the end of the day, time is precious. So I was like, well, you know, at one time I had kind of convinced myself. I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I can't go to the gym today because I need to spend time with Gretchen or I need to go see the kids or I need to go do this. You know, it sounds crazy, but it's an excuse. And so I was like, well, I'll come, I'll combat that by just having the family come to the gym. So then for a long time, you know, we were the Lutz family. Gretchen came over. We did the Valentine's workouts. The kids yeah. came and started working out. And and then and that was great. That was kind of like a little refuel, you know, like a little fresh octane in the boosters and mm -hmm. kind of got back on track. But the eating and nutrition side really never – I just started working that harder. But the eating still was just kind of gravitating and not really heading in a positive direction. So then uh, eventually what that turned into was, well, I'm going to go meet me over there. And so I found myself during the workouts and doing the other things more focused on, well, how's Gretchen doing? Well, how's Haley doing? How's Hayden doing? Oh, it's okay. Let me help him. You know, and basically what it, it ended up being was me just kind of disappearing, not disappearing, but like well, this isn't about me, though. Let me make sure Gretchen's doing okay. and Let me make sure the kids are okay. And, hey, Gus, can you do this? And, hey, Matt, can you do that? Or, hey, is it, are they okay? And I found myself, and all it was is I was just I was just hiding in the shadows. I mean, I would work out, but I wouldn't really push, you know? Mm -hmm. I was just one in a class of however many were in that class that day or whatever. And so I just kind of found myself just wiggling out the back or doing the minimum or if it was an AMRAP I would do not really an AMRAP I would just do until I got winded and <laughs> you know it became different from what it was before so kind yes of like, yeah. yes and so then it was like well here's the kit you know and then that's why it, and then all of a sudden before you know it you know then it turned into well the kids get busy with sports right they had sports stuff then uh, Gretchen uh, retired from teaching. And so then all these other things popped up and all this other stuff started happening. And at the end of the day, man, it just became where, you know, well, I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to work out, but I'm just going to eat whatever I want to. I can't tell you how many times I have said that to myself in the past eight years, however long we've known each other, you know, if you, seven years. Like, well, I work out so that I can eat, you know, 
And I'm going to throw Alex McCarty under the bus in this <laughs> just because I love him. But he and I joke all the time about, man, I come up here and work out so I can have my Oreos, you know. Yeah. And McCarty, if you're eating Oreos, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, and I did. I told myself that for a long time. And I convinced myself, well, as long – because, again, that goes all the way back to childhood, right? I've always been an athlete. I've never really had problem with weight. But I'm not getting any younger. And so I always had this mentality that I can eat what I want as long as I work out. And man, it finally caught up to me and ran into me like a freight train. So you, twice in my life, you found yourself at two ninety five. Mm-hmm. When when do you remember the specific date that you did? Uh, I don't remember exactly the specific date, but it was right around right around December because yeah. it wasn't long after that when I came to you and said, "Listen, that matter of fact." So that brings us full circle. So then I talked to Gretchen about it. Uh, her and I were sitting there one day, and she's like, she's like, you know, she said, why don't you just go back and visit with Charlie? Because she knew. I mean, I wasn't feeling good. You know, you, I, I know you've never, well, maybe you have, but 295 pounds is hard to move around. You know, like try and run a 5K at 295. I mean, it's, it's a difficult situation. Yeah. Or, or 350 or, or two, anything, you know, just depending on your build and your size. And so... I found myself in that very uncomfortable state. I found myself depressed, not depressed, but like so disappointed in how in the world did you go from 211 pounds, all that work, all that time, all that effort, all that money, all that stuff. You were there. You were at 211 pounds, fit like you were in school again. How did you go from there and never really leave leave the gym or leave Charlie all the way back to 295? How did that happen? I mean, that is like discouraging. It's disappointing. It makes you feel like you're a failure. You know what I mean? Like, how did this happen? I went, I was 278, 211, 295. What in the world? So was there in that moment when we kind of created a plan, right? We had a conversation. We said, we're going to do the six-week challenge. We're going to commit. You're going to start training with me. We're going to jump in this time. Was there, because you you made a a promise or I I don't know how the conversation went with Gretchen, but you told her by her birthday that you would lose a certain amount of weight. So what, what did that look like? And was that kind of the... Well, so I the the part of that story that that is that I think you're you're getting after there is so when I realized I was 295 pounds and didn't want to be then the very next thing is I was like okay I got to go get with Charlie I got to figure something out we got to start over and I took so once again right I'm back in the same position and I told myself in my head no matter what it takes, I know it's going to be, if I got to go back to personal training, if I got to spend more money, if I got whatever I got to do, I can't continue down this path. You know, Nick, this doesn't work for Nick, right? Right back to the, hey, I can't do this. I need help. So I was talking to Gretchen about it one day in our bedroom, literally, and she said, well, you know what? She's like, here's what I think. She actually, we sat down, she gave me her opinion. She said, you know, you really need to refocus on just you and let me step aside because I mean Gretchen's fit as a fiddle you know and my kids are too and and so she's like why don't you let all of us step aside 
and you go back up there and you focus on you and Charlie. She's like, that's how it worked the first time. I wasn't there. The kids weren't there. You know, like for up uh, for like, in yeah, other words, not absolutely. that they don't want to be here. You no, get what I'm saying? We're just, 100%. they're focused on dad, right? Both of my kids are worried that I'm going to kill over on a heart attack. My wife's scared to death. I'm going to, you know, they're all, and you know, Nick, if I'm honest too, like, especially in personal training, I find this, uh, a lot of people don't get to do anything like that for themselves. If they don't, you know, because when you come, I mean, and and I would I would hope every person feels this way when they come, but it's like it's all about you. Like That's we right. want to cater to you, we want to make this an enjoyable experience for you. Yeah. We're gonna be the Disney World of gyms. You That's know, right. We're gonna make fitness fun yep. and enjoyable and something you look forward to doing. And so for you to be able to come back in that environment. And mm-hmm. truly make it about your success. That's right. And you did you did that, and and yes, it involved the the six week challenge and getting back inside and and getting in there with with my uh, cohorts in crime, Rob and and Doug, and and getting back inside. No, really, but that's how we did it the first time, right? Mm-hmm. We we walked down that path together and did it, and so. I had to go back to what works, and I had to go back. I had to go back and say, you know what, I can't do this. Not, not that I don't love, they love me. I, I, I want to make it very clear. I had full support of my family. Of like my wife and kids love coming well, up Well, and here. I think it is clear based on how she said it. Like, hey, we want this to be for you. That is you correct. Know? And that's just that's supporting correct. you. And so, and that, and that's one of the things that, that I'll, I'll go back to. I've said it and I, I just can't say it enough. That's why I like coming here to this gym with you and Gus and y'all's people and this this place you have built, it's just like the shirts say, right? Because you're welcoming to all people. Because when you are like you, you're what, 203 pounds, <laughs> 1% body fat, whatever. But, you know, so when you guys get in your own little world, right? It's like me and my insurance or like me and my golf world or whatever. You, We all get in our little worlds and we think, well, this is really easy. Why can't you do this? What do you mean you can't hit a seven iron this far with a hook? And, you know, like, no, really, you you just, and it's not that you're being, it's just your environment. And you guys do a superb job of always remembering that, man, <laughs> there is some guy or some lady who's going to walk through your door and you told them to get some breakfast and they got chicken minis and hash browns and a Sprite and they really thought they were doing good and you didn't crush their spirit and you can't put words to that. That is just heart and that's that's unconditional love and it's it's the journey it's just like being a christian you can't you never arrive and so my journey in fitness has taken me from being a young man and being an athlete to being 278 pounds to 211 to 295 and now 31 more of that is gone. 
or 32 to 258 in six weeks because I made it a priority and I made the commitment. But also because you guys didn't look and say, man, that guy went from 211 to 295. We're going to write him off. And you could have very easily done that. Not no, physically, and, and but... I think you said it well, man. That's, you know, and it's like, heart, it's like, know? hey, come back. It's okay. It's just like... I, and I, I, I'm not saying that you have a church here. <laughs> but it's just like Christ's love for us. You will continue to screw up in life. You'll continue to fall short. You'll continue to make mistakes. And just like that cross you have right over there in your office that I'm looking at, he keeps saying, it's okay. Come back. I'm still here. And so just like our faith walk and just like our marriage walk and just like our work walk, and in this case, we're talking about a fitness walk. It's all part of that grand journey. And, and you guys just do a fantastic job of keeping those doors open to anyone who wants to come in here. Whether they're big, tall, short, overweight, underweight. I, I've seen some guys in here with the opposite problem. They can't gain weight. You know, and you're trying to help that side. So that's like really, really neat. And it's just, it is the sole reason whether I go down to 210 and back up to 300, I, God only knows what is my future holds, but it's why I'm going to keep coming here because I know that no matter what happens and no matter where I go, where I slip, where I fall, how many Oreos Alex and I eat, you're always going to, you guys are always going to be here saying, man, Nick, it's all right. Come on. Let's get back up on our feet. And in the fitness world. Absolutely. And you pick, you, you pick me back up out of the ditch and you say, Hey man, let's get to, you can do this. You just like the other day, it was so little, but it was so big. You know, I was like, man, I did the six week challenge. I lost 31 pounds, 27 pounds of fat, 31 pounds total in six weeks. And then you know, we went to Napa and celebrated and we had a did and I had a couple of bad days of eating and I came back in to work out and I was like, man, Charlie, I just feel like, you know, and of course Doug's like, we got to get a new challenge. We got to, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's all true. But the reality is, is just being there and just saying, Hey man, it's all right. We just got to refocus. We just got to get, but you, you look what you just did. Look where you've been. Let's stay focused. And that the biggest, so to directly answer your question, from 211 to 295, the biggest mistake I ever made during that whole process when I was gaining all that weight is I tricked myself into believing that I could do it alone and do it my way without saying, I need Charlie, I need BoomFit. I need Gus. I need, you know what I mean? I need help. Yeah, I need help. Peter. You know, you know and, and you're tying this so much into <laughs> to your journey with the Lord, but isn't that the truth too? Like if you're not walking with people in your life who, whether you're struggling in your marriage or you're struggling in your finances or you're struggling 
in whatever area. And, and if you don't come to the point where you admit to 100%. someone, right? Like, hey, I need help. Like, then you end up, you know, gaining 75 pounds. In, in, but in, <laughs> no, in yeah. those senses, right? No, and, I totally agree. And it's so, um, totally okay, agree. so you touched on 31 pounds. And Sorry. I think that's amazing. You started, I want to say, was it December 17th? Yeah. So, okay, yeah, seventeenth so or eighteenth. Something. You like started that. the challenge right. literally the week before Christmas. Probably the <laughs> the most non uh, like conventional time or way to do it. And then you went six weeks and you lost thirty one. You were you weighed in at two eighty nine and a half, two eighty nine point five. Right. And then you finished two fifty eight point five. That's right. When we and started. then you said because you know we're monitoring with the in body scan. You you lost twenty seven pounds of fat. Yeah. And you you were meeting with Gus about nutrition, so you guys were doing this in the six week challenge. You yep. were kind of following the meal plan. You were doing the check ins. Hundred percent. You were working out with me in the personal yep. training. Give me again in your best <laughs> words how you did that, right? Like six weeks. I mean, like <laughs> everybody who would want mm-hmm. any bit of success and weight loss i mean here's that and it wasn't anything like drastic it wasn't no low calorie it wasn't like no. a fancy diet or you know fasting or anything like that no. it was truly working out and eating right that's right but give me your in your words what that how you did that yeah so now looking back at it it's kind of a it's kind of a almost hard to believe but the numbers don't lie (laughs) i mean 31 pounds in 42 days is is kind of crazy um however when you weigh 289 point when we i had lost a few pounds before from 295 to 289 when we started the challenge but anyway uh the numbers don't lie and it is what it is and so um the the only i was I'll i'll be honest i was nervous about a whole lot of things uh with that uh, number one, I thought that, you know, I was only going to be able to, like, eat kale and drink some kind of shake or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's not true. You know, I was so nervous because when you talk to someone like me who basically is, like, addicted to food to some extent, I mean, it's it's some sort of weird addiction or, or misconception or lie in our head from Satan or whatever – and you start talking about, well, you know, lose weight. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, you can't eat. Well, that's not cool to a guy who, like, lives to eat, you know. And so it was so refreshing, though, because that is absolutely not what the six-week challenge was. I honestly didn't know what it was. I, I literally came in kind of like I did seven years ago, and I was like, look, Charlie, I don't know what to do, but I got to do this. And you're, I said, what, 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 do you, what do you think I should do? He said, well, you need to start working out three days a week. Not just three days? Yep, three days is fine. And in order to get you jump started, we need to go see Gus, and we need to do this six-week challenge deal. And I was like, okay, fine. Sign me up, whatever that is. I'm, in, you know, I'm back to whatever Charlie says, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yep. And so I went and saw Gus, and I had this meeting. He flips through this book, and he's like, okay. So, and Gretchen came to the meeting, you know, my wife came in support. And so she sat there, her and Gus and I, and we went through this list and, and he basically, it was, I was so, uh, at ease after that meeting because 
he he sat us down in the first meeting and said, okay, here's what you do and here's how you do it. And I mean, like exactly what I needed, right? Okay, this is what you eat for breakfast right here in black and white. There's a one little list. Then you have this exact shake in between breakfast and lunch. Then this is what you have for lunch. Then you have this shake. And then this is what you have for dinner. And I was like, hey, man, chicken's on there, fish is on there, meat's on there, you know, like all these things. And so then we go home and uh, I told Gretchen, I said, we're just going to go buy the book. So literally we took this book and there's only the book is is awesome, but there's really only two pages about like how you eat, you know, the first two pages. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I also love the fact that. So my book was specifically designed for uh, men over 250 pounds. So Gus had already pre, somebody had pre-done, like they knew when, for before my meeting, hey, this is for Nick, he weighs 289 and a half, so he's going to be on this 250 plus plan. So I think probably, yeah. I'm assuming the portions are a little bigger, you know, feed the machine, whatever. So surprisingly enough, I was never hungry. Uh, we followed the book to a T. Gretchen went grocery shopping per the list. I mean, it literally, the, the thing that made it so easy, it literally said, these are the items you can have, and this is exactly how much you can have of them. And we didn't even have a scale. Like, he has it written out where it just says, like, cups or one piece, to, you know, like, so we didn't have a food scale or any of that fancy stuff, and we were able to do just fine. So she went shopping. We took a, we, the day we started, we said, okay, we're going to start tomorrow because we had to go get prepared and get all this stuff. And then I just followed the book. I mean, I literally followed the book every single day. It took me less than a minute. Uh, every day I checked out, you know, if it was a rest day, I had my check boxes or if it was a workout day and I had, I was never hungry. Uh, the portions that I was, that I was prescribed to eat were, I mean, Matter of fact, I even asked you about it, I think, like a week or two in, because there was a couple of times I could not eat all the food. Like, I, I couldn't, and I felt like, should I be cleaning my plate? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was so much, in my opinion, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be eating this much, but it was a totally different kind of food than what I had. If, had I eaten that much in Whataburger, it had been horrible, but I was mm -hmm. eating you know, green beans and grilled yeah, healthy, chicken. Clean. Yeah, healthy, clean food. So how we did it was we literally followed the book every single day. Every night I would come home, I would check. My, it, it has a checklist. You wake up in the morning, it tells you what to eat. Then you have your shake with you. Uh, Gretchen would cook. We, we would cook on the weekends. And like, so for the week, I would have... I uh, would have my proteins already uh, cooked in Ziploc bags. So I would just grab one Ziploc of protein, uh, one Ziploc of vegetables, and then one Ziploc of the like peanuts or, you know, mm -hmm. the there's a little small yeah. amount of fat or something with the list too. Right. And I would just grab, grab, grab. And then I didn't eat. I, I, I tell you the key, one of the biggest keys for me in surprises, number one, I never got hungry. Number two, it was amazing how fast the weight started falling off, you know, just by eating and I, and I was never hungry. I ate like a lot of food, a lot. <laughs> um, but it was just food I typically don't eat uh, or didn't then and do now. And then uh, the other thing was that it just, 
I didn't, and I don't know, I, I haven't actually even thought about this until right now, but for six weeks, I did not eat out. And I don't know what I mean. The part I haven't thought about is I can't, I don't know if I could even tell you the last time in my life I have been six weeks without eating out. And I mean like, I'm talking about nothing, like not a Chick-fil-A, not a, you know what I mean? Matter of fact, I found myself at restaurants and this sounds, this sounds really strange, but I guess it just age or maturity or craziness. I don't know what it is. But like I found myself at lunch several times with customers, uh, uh, coworkers, employees, whatever, and I just drank water. I distinctly remember I had a business meeting in uh, in San Antonio with one of our larger clients in Central Texas, and uh, there was six of us: two guys from an insurance company headquarters, two guys from the client's office, and two people from my office. And so six of us, we all met at. <laughs> Papacitos off of I-10 in San Antonio. This was in like the fourth week of the challenge or something. And I distinctly remember like all five of the, even the person who was with me that worked worked for us, uh, all five of the other people were like, you're really not going to eat anything? I mean, I had to answer that question at the table. And I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I, I, I got in a bind. And so I asked Gus in the very beginning, I said, Gus, you got to give me like emergency plan. Like if I get stuck, I mean, do I, I mean, what's healthy at Chick-fil-A? What's, what, what are my options if I get in a bind, you know? And he's like, Nick, he said, I'll be honest with you. He's like, you know, you're not about to shrivel up and die anytime soon. <laughs> he's like, no, but he said, he said, you know, he said, here's the way I see it. He said, if you get in a situation where you haven't properly prepared and planned ahead and you're, you know, you're like, it's meal time and, and you're stuck. You, you don't have anything that works on the list. You know, the, these pages right here, he said, honestly, in those races, ra- it better be rare, but in those rare cases, you just skip that meal or drink another shake. You know, like he gave yeah. me, to, he said, but don't, say well just this one time or just this one he's like you you have to pay for what you you know like you have to and suffer you, the consequences you were in the right mindset to receive that yeah yeah you know, oh yeah yeah for co- sure the commitment for sure and, you he know, wasn't ugly and i will say this you know because uh, we we've had a uh, a few people that have done the six-week challenge come on the podcast and what i will typically tell people is the six-week challenge is really for people when they are desperate for help. Oh, yeah. Like they have, it, it, they, it's not for just anyone. No. You know, it is for someone who has really, you know, maybe they've been working out for a while and they just haven't seen the results yeah. that, that they wanted to see. Or maybe they are in a point where they haven't been doing anything. They haven't yeah. worked out. They haven't been eating right. They, they need drastic transformation fast, you know. Yep. It is, and because we're taking a person who is really listening to what we're asking them to do and, and yep. doing it, we can we can challenge them, right? We can do exactly oh, what sure. the program is supposed to do, which is be very very much like a coach, you yep. know. And that's why I tell them it's not for everyone, <laughs> you know. No. In fact, I'll probably in a in a in a time when I meet with somebody, I'll probably try to talk them out of doing it before. 
yeah. talking them into doing it just simply because it's a high commitment. You yeah. know, and that's how that's how we give people the best results. Well, and I didn't see it as a negative and Gus wasn't being ugly or mean yeah. in any capacity. He was just saying like I, I asked a question. Yeah. I mean I could have not right, I could have not asked. I could have just said, Well, if I get in a bind, I'll just grab a cheeseburger. Yeah. You know. But I was like, Gus, I mean I was desperate. I'm the guy you're talking about. Like I'm two hundred and ninety five pounds. I'll do anything you tell me to do. And I said, Gus, I'm on. And I, that only happened to me a couple times where I really, and I just drank. All I did was I, I had some uh, protein shake that I carry in my truck. So, I mean, I didn't really miss a meal. I just had a protein shake instead of really chicken. And it really wasn't a big deal. No, no, not at all. But here was the part of it that was, was so cool is like, you know, for for anyone who who worries about that or who you know because different personalities and sometimes it, this can be a very difficult situation and and I understand that so but I was very surprised so I'm, I'll never forget that day because I did two things at that meeting number one when the waiter came and said you know what does everybody want to eat and and I let everybody else we let the late two ladies were there go first and then the other three guys and then she came to me and and I said, you know what? I said, I'm just going to pass today. I'm just going to have some water. And uh, and she said, you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And so when she left, then the guys, you know, everybody kind of started asking. Of course, the person in my office already knew, but I had to explain to the rest of them. So I kind of just gave a brief story, you know. And by that time, I'd already lost like 20-something pounds, uh, you know, because I was four weeks into the deal. And uh, and then I, I told him, I said, you know, it's just, it's just something that uh, – I'm just committed to, and, and I said, I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to be ugly. I love you. And, and you know what? So the, here's the part. Everybody at the table is like, man, that's the coolest thing ever. Like it was 100%. Everybody was like, I'm so proud of you. You know, it was auto, like automatic. I had five more cheerleaders at the table. Awesome. And then in addition to that, I also took that opportunity and said, hey, you know what? I said, since I'm the only one here today that's not getting to eat a meal, would y'all mind if I let us in a prayer? And so I blessed the meal uh, to some people who, you know, may or may not. I don't know where they stood in their faith, but they, we all, they bowed their heads and we said a prayer and they ate and I drank water and it was a wonderful meeting. So You know, just that, you know, that moment of where you thought it was going to be like, man... I don't, you know, I'm already kind of nervous about not eating. I'm going to be the odd man out and then come to find out super supportive, right? hundred percent. all, you know, so, 100%. so you have kind of a, a, I'll call it a 2019 end of the year goal, right? So like just yes. where, where are you going to, where are you going to be at the end of this year and your weight and, and tell me about that. So one of the biggest driving factors behind me starting the six week challenge and coming back to Charlie was just uh, my commitment to the Lord, number one. And, you know, how am I going to be a better disciple? How am I going to grow closer to Him? How am I going to continue to to lead my family and do all these things if I'm dead? You know, <laughs> literally, like literally dead from a heart attack or, you know, I mean, I have high blood pressure, cholesterol, all that stuff. So that was one of the driving factors. And then the second one, in, in addition, you know, right behind honoring Him was... My family was extremely concerned. Both of my kids were worried about me. My wife was worried about me. They all swear I had sleep apnea. I was snoring and, you know, just 
unhealthy. I mean, I was just, it, it was just very, very unhealthy. So for their concern and a lot of other reasons, right around, we started the challenge, like you said, on the 18th or something of December. Uh, the reasoning behind all that is uh, Gretchen's birthday is December 13th. And so on her birthday, I made her a promise. I made the Lord a promise uh, that by her birthday, one year from then, that I would be back down to 225 or under. Uh, I think 220 is kind of my fighting weight, if you will. Like it, when I was at 211, you know, back in, I mean, that was very, very hard for me. But I hovered around 220 and 225 for the longest time before I started that drastic mm-hmm. climb back to 295. That. So it was very healthy and easy for me to hang around that 220-ish range. So I, I promised Gretchen, I promised the Lord, we prayed about it. Matter of fact, uh, that was her birthday present was, hey, I'm, I want to be, you know, she asked and I said, absolutely, I, I will be 225 or less by December 13th of 2019. Then when I came and told you, and it's been so true, uh, you know, we actually made a deal. There was text messages and emails and all kinds of stuff between me and you and Doug and Rob, the four of us in our class that, uh, you know, I... It goes back to what we initially said, and I think one of your main points is that you have to admit it. And so I admitted, and and part of that whole deal was, is you know I can't do this alone, and I cannot do it without the Lord. I just can't. And so I ask all of you guys, would you mind if we incorporate prayer into our workouts? And uh, that's been really cool. And I know we've missed a day or two here or there because I run late and we have to leave early and sometimes here and there. But, you know, that that's a big deal for me because, uh, you know, that that's my reminder. So like when we have workouts and, and, and we either start it with a prayer, or end it with a prayer, either way, sometimes we've done both. We've started some with a prayer. We've ended some with a prayer, just depending on how everybody arrives and what ends up happening with class. But that just keeps me centered on hey, this is way bigger than me. This isn't, you know, this is this is bigger than just me losing weight. This is to further the kingdom, to further my family, to how am I supposed to, if I don't focus on me and get my fitness and my health and my weight under control, how am I gonna to continue to raise my children to know the Lord and to trust in Him, you know? And that's not to say that, I mean, there could be a car accident tomorrow. I get all of those things, but why not try? I think, you know, one of the coolest parts of that is, you know, and there's, there's been times that I've had conversations with a lot of people that they're in the same place as you and, you you know, they, they're very open about their faith and, and just, I'll, I'll remind them like, God wants to be a part of this, just like he wants to be a part of everything else. You know, this is. This is definitely something that you want to include the Lord in. You know, if it's a struggle, let's be honest, like God meets us in our struggles. Yeah. You know, for some people, weight, exercise, you know, that's not a struggle. But for a lot of people, it is. And so the Lord wants to participate, you know, mm-hmm. in your struggle. Because why? Because he wants to show you that he is over your life, that that's he right. loves you, that he wants to help you, just like a loving father. And so I think it's cool too, even to add to that, like you saying that just remind me too of the way he's kind of used this 
to now even support BTL in a small way. Like, oh, sure. You know, and so. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but the, the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast is the title of the podcast is Building Better People. That's why I wake up every day. That's why I'm, you know, I'm sitting here with you right now, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, my hope is that somebody hears this message, right? Somebody hears this story, somebody hears your testimony, mm-hmm. and ultimately it leads them to start exercising, eating better, basically taking care of their health so that they can become an upgraded or better version of themselves. And we believe that we're helping people do that. Mm-hmm. So how is that true for you and your experience, not just at this gym, but just in your journey? How has working out, eating healthy, being healthier made you a better version of you? Well, I, I, I'll tie it into the whole thing. So number one, as far as me personally, when I'm, when I'm lighter and healthier, it makes me feel better. I have more just more self-confidence I feel a better more self-worth you know I feel like I'm accomplishing something I physically feel better as well I feel like that I can run further I'm in better condition I'm in better shape you know I, my wife says I don't snore as much I'm happier it it impacts my entire personality it makes me a better insurance agent it makes me a better father. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better disciple. It makes me a better uh, son. It makes me a better brother. It, you know, the, it literally ties into every aspect of my life. When you feel better about yourself, right? Even right now. I mean, I'm still 258 pounds. And I feel like a totally different person than I did at 295 or 289.5 when we start. I mean, even right now. I mean, it's just, and so for some people, maybe it's five pounds, maybe it's 10, maybe like me, it's 50, maybe who knows what it is, but I feel better about it. Uh, it, it impacts everything uh, from a ministry standpoint, a personal standpoint, a professional standpoint, a family standpoint. My wife, my kid, everything. I, I cannot even put into words the arenas of my life that it impacts. It is totally now the the second part of that and the second answer to that is your, you know, how does how does that tie into fitness and how does that tie into here? Um, I, I do want to tie it into here because I, I firmly believe in supporting what you guys are for and what you stand for. You know, it's just like this gym and you said it best a week or two ago. It is also more than just working out. Okay. I like coming here because this is a safe place. Okay. This is a place where you can come and there's not going to be profanity, right? This is a place where you can come and you're going to hear decent music, you know, Christian, clean music. This is a place where you can, like me, I brought my wife here. I brought my children here. I will still bring my family here. This is a place that is rooted in Christianity. It is a place that, you know, the logo and the, and the, the crown of thorns and the, the, the triangle, everything about you and what you've built this business on and, and, and what it stands for and what it means and building better people. It's, it's everything. It's the people, you know, I see, I have to tell this story or it wouldn't be a complete podcast. I, I remember when I was coming to the outside CrossFit classes a lot and, and I was gaining weight the whole time and, but I was still coming and it, it made, it made me feel good to come here, you know, and just be around other people. 
But I distinctly remember several different times over the past seven years where, you know, I would see people come into the gym and I would see other other people come like on Bring a Friend Friday or whatever it might be, just friends or guest day or whatever, new members. And and I see all these people uh, over the years and of from all walks of life and, and all weights and all fitness levels and all this stuff just from all over the, the map. And some of them come and they knew what this place was about. You know, they knew who you were and what the, what that you were a Christian man and the principles of this gym and how it operated and how it functioned. But some of them didn't. And the ones that didn't, I could always see them. Because they would they would come and they would they they find they come and they expect this gym mentality right and not not but you know there are other gyms if anybody listening to this if you've ever been to another gym other than this one you know there are other gyms there are other there are other uh, philosophies there are other uh, theories and methods on running a business and running a gym and running a fitness and I can assure you that there is not another one like this one. Because these people would come in and they, the ones who didn't know, right, who didn't know Charlie Lima, didn't know Gus, didn't know anything about this place, they come in, and I've I've seen hundreds, they come in and they have preset in their head, okay, this is a gym, this is the personal training part, this is a CrossFit deal, all right, I pretty much know how this is going to go down. I know what it, I have my preconceived notions of this is a gym. And then I've watched them over the years and it's so beautiful because you see people come in and then you watch them and they're just all of a sudden you can, some come in who have known the Lord and, and who had a relationship and they're just like totally surprised. They're like, oh my gosh, I found this coolest place and all these neat people and they're so nice and everybody's friendly and they just care and all this stuff. And that's awesome. And then you see these other ones come in who have no idea. And before you know it, they're actually hanging around with maybe some people that they don't typically ever get to hang around with or they haven't been around before. And they start finding themselves aligning with other people who are following Christ. And then every once in a while, you have this other guy who comes in and he doesn't even know what he's gotten himself into or she. And you just, it's so awesome to see somebody make a statement of building better people and what they're about and how it works. And then they literally go out and live it. And, you know, you can lose weight, you can get fit, you can do pull-ups, you can do the kipping, whatever. You, you can become the next CrossFit champion. But what I see in this gym, and what I hope that all the people here feel and that I hope that you and Gus and everybody on the staff, I don't know all the staff anymore like I used to, but whoever they are, this is so much bigger than a gym. 
This is actually a facility where people come and whether you realize it or not, yeah, you're helping them in a lot of different ways, but you're actually providing people an avenue to grow closer to Christ. And for you guys, that highway is fitness. But they can come here no matter what speed they're running, no matter how fast they're going, and they can still get on that highway. And they never feel left out. They never feel left behind. They never feel not worthy. They never feel incapable, right? That sounds a whole lot like a church. Or at least what it's supposed to be. And so for that, yes, this place builds better people. And people come through here. I think it's fantastic. You see these young kids come through college. They work here. And then they go off. And you're sending people all over the United States. We have Matt in Fort Worth. We got guys everywhere that have come through this building. People in this town. And so you have really and truly until we all finally arrive and finally see the gates of heaven will you ever truly know how this one gym in Bryan College Station, Texas through building better people and providing a safe environment and a, and a hopeful environment and a positive environment how many people that you actually potentially led to growing closer to knowing Christ right here. And so for that, yeah, the t-shirts are true. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.